It's time to shut up and listen with your host, Jamila Bannister and Carla Johnson, the podcast where we get real about marketing, personal branding, and life as an entrepreneur. Carla, you ready? I'm ready. It's time to shut up and listen. Let's go. All right, so welcome to 2021. Are you all hearing fireworks in the background? I hope not, because they can be very noisy. (laughs) (laughs) But you all are seeing our faces this time. Yes, yes. So welcome to the new season of Shut Up and Listen. And lots of things are new this season. Carla, we are back. Finally, we are back. We made it. Um, We made it to the new year. (laughs) We did did make it to the new year after some delays and stuff. But you know what? We we are always thinking about, you know, how could we make things better? How could we get more content that's helpful and valuable to you out there? So we are really happy to be back here for another season. And we are taking the opportunity to show our faces as well. Um, and we are really excited about that. So if you would notice, I'm in a new place now. I'm, I, I'm living somewhere different now. So, you know, this is just my um, one pit stop on the way to my mega mansion in the hills. So I'm almost there. And, um, but I'm excited nonetheless. So kind of what's <laughs> up with you? What's been going on with you? Oh my God, life. Life is up with me. I mean, 2020 has been just Wow. It was just, it's just, wow. You know, yeah. lots of things happen, lots of growth, lots of um, pivoting and changing and strategizing. I mean, I haven't reached the mansion in the hills as yet. I'm still, <laughs> I still where I am in terms physically, but emotionally and mentally, I am in a different place. And I'm so happy to be here again for season two. Um, season one was fabulous. I just yeah. think, you know, the content that we gave, the advice that we gave from our own personal experiences, um, people were just raving and saying, oh, they were so thankful and we were so helpful. And yeah. I mean, you, we are all about helping our people succeed. We are all about showcasing our talents. We're all about, you know, helping people pivot and understand that they need to do things differently. So here we are back with season two hoping to share the same amount of information and inspiration and education for all people yes of course so now that we have this is episode one officially so this season we're going to be diving into episode one season two what did i say (laughs) yeah that's it episode one season two episode one season two right so in this season we are going to take it up a notch by actually narrowing it down a few and getting more specific with some of the topics and we're actually going to be bringing in some guests at points um, yes. point different points wow. in time which we are very excited about as well so um we made a lot of new friends last year the summit was great and as a result yes, of that we summit. have lots of new friends who could actually come on and share the expertise with you and we talk about really interesting things coming up so you guys could look out for that right um but in this first episode we are going to be talking about one of the most important tools actually that you should have in your arsenal particularly if you're building and marketing a business in the online space and you're really going after um i would say mid-tier to high-end clients yeah. and business clients 
and that is using LinkedIn. And I'm sure you probably would have heard a thousand things about LinkedIn yeah. before, but you know, take a thousand more because there's always <laughs> something to learn about uh, LinkedIn. So uh, in this episode, we're actually going to be analyzing and looking at a report done by Richard Vanderbloom. And I just want to shout out Richard Vanderbloom, and I also want to. Um, we give a big shout out to Andy Foot of the Footnotes podcast. Andy is um, one of my connections on LinkedIn and um, through his, how should I say, analysis or his breakdown or summary of this report, it really gave some really useful information. So yeah. we're going to share some of that with you today. Yeah. And we're just going to preface that, preface what is in the report by just setting the tone and letting you know that LinkedIn is where it's at. <laughs> because uh, no because we know there i was looking at jonathan palmer's a uh, video so um, for those of you who use linkedin jonathan palmer is a protege of Shea robotum again if you use linkedin you know she is she is she is one of the people who has revolutionized video on linkedin and he mentioned a statistic that was really interesting he talked about um out of the let's say two to three hundred million people using linkedin only 20 percent of the users actually really are creators in making content. So there's uh -huh. 80% of the people who are on there that actually aren't really creating. And some people may just be engaging in the comments and some people just aren't doing any engagement at all. They are simply lurkers. And I think one of the main reasons for that, Jamila, and you can um, correct me if I'm wrong. One mm -hmm. of the things we hear all the time is, I'm afraid of LinkedIn. Um, yeah. I don't understand the platform. Um, it's, it's, it seems like it's too much. And I mean, I get that. When I first joined LinkedIn, I was like that. I was like, I didn't know what was going on. For some reason, LinkedIn just seems like it's it's an over different world. It's not like your Facebook and your Instagram where you can just show up and be yourself, even though on LinkedIn you can be yourself. But somehow there is this facade, like you have to show up a certain way and you have to be very professional and you have to look very polished all the time. And we're here to tell you, I mean, granted, it's important. The branding queen herself will tell you that it's very important to really show up, <laughs> yeah. right? But also being yourself is very important as well. So there's no need to feel intimidated. You know, share your knowledge, share your experience and share um, the information that you'd like your people to know. It's just like any other platform. It is, it is. And um. I always say that, you know, in, link, in the LinkedIn world, you can be anyone you want to be. Because yeah, we have lots of CEOs on LinkedIn. <laughs> lots Lord. of marketing directors. Um, and it doesn't matter whether or not they are the only person in the company. So they are the CEO as well as the janitor, as well as the driver, as well as... Or oh, as we say, everybody. what is it? We say chief cook and bottle washer. Yes. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you are the everything. It doesn't matter. LinkedIn is a space for people who are genuinely looking to connect and authentically build. Mm -hmm. So we definitely have to say first things first, don't be afraid to actually use the platform because I know there are people who think about it. I don't have anything to add. Yeah. I don't have anything to say, you know, I don't have anything profound to add to LinkedIn. Guys, it really isn't that serious from the point of view of just be yourself. Mm -hmm. Talk about the things that you know. Don't try to be anything that you are not. Agreed. Right? Totally don't try agree. to be anything that you are not. Yeah. So, um, so with that being said, now that we have gotten you in a space where you're thinking, all right, I'm going to try this LinkedIn. <laughs> I'm going to try this. Let's talk about some of the um, different types of content. Mm -hmm. and some of the things that the report actually said. Now, this, this report was really interesting for a number of reasons because 
one, it really emphasized to me, again, that you really should be working with data and not working with emotions. Agreed. And that's definitely one of the things that, that um, always hits me when it comes to looking at these reports because it's so easy to feel um, defeated if you put something out and nobody likes it or you get two or three likes and you're thinking, oh my gosh, this had absolutely no impact or whatever the case may be. And you know, data could actually data could actually tell you a very different story if you actually look at and the numbers. Yeah. 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 We always as a, a business owner and a marketer of your own business, you need to understand what numbers are important. And yes, the yeah. likes are great. You know, and the comments are always great. But looking at the analytics, looking at what's happening behind the scenes could really give you um, the the tools that you need in order to make, make the right decisions, right? So don't be dissuaded, as Jamila said, about likes and comments. Let's look at the real numbers. Let's look at the figures. Let's look at the things that really matter. Because sometimes you're putting yourself out there and you may think that nobody's watching. And then lo and behold, a client calls you and say, I've been watching you for so long. And yes, my money. Here's my money, take it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Whatever you want with it. Right? Yes. So that happens. I mean, that happens regularly. Yeah. Yes. You just have yeah. to consistently put yourself on that. But that happens regularly. Yes, no, and someone's always watching. Always. Never forget that. Never forget that maybe someone is always watching. So, so okay, so I'll jump into the first. One of the first things now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to um, list and I'm talk about the top four types of content according to this report. Now there are others, but we just pick on the top four for ease of analysis. And more than likely, um, people aren't probably aren't going to be using every single type, mm-hmm. right? You're going to have ones that you really gravitate towards depending on what you like. Yeah. Right. So. So the first thing, and this one really stood out to me because of the fact that I use this content a lot and I find I don't get nearly as much reach. And this is writing articles, long form articles on LinkedIn, right? So sometimes I may sit there and I might, because I mean, writing the articles comes naturally to me. It's easy mm-hmm. for me to do. You know, if I have, I have an idea and, and, and I'm like, or people, somebody may have asked me a question based on something, it's easy for me to write an article and say, okay, let me break this topic down into some bite-sized chunks, easy for people to understand before you know it, have an article, right? Easy. But then when I put all my, all my heart and soul into this <laughs> article, and then it's like uh, two, three people like it, and I may get one comment, I may or may not get one comment. And I'm like, damn, like, oh, like, what am I going to do? You know, what else am I going to do? I share it. I send it out in messages and, and stuff. But, but the crazy thing is that the, according to this report, articles have a 70 to 90% reach in your network, which is insane, you know, and there aren't a lot of people who write articles. But Carla, I know you write articles. So what has your experience I, been with that? Well, I used to write articles maybe once a month, twice a month, and in that experience, yeah. I must say that it works for me, but certain types right. of articles work for me better than others. So anything right. with how to guides, you know, this is how five steps to this, three steps to that, you know, 10 things to look out for, those types of um, articles work well for me. Um, yes. I guess it's because I'm telling persons or advising persons 
step-by-step on what they should do. If I write an article based solely on emotion or solely about um, what I feel about a particular situation, those types of articles don't really reach very far. I guess it comes back to being too emotional. So I can, I can be emotional, but I need facts to back it up. I need, um, I need to make the connection between what it is I'm saying and the audience that is reading it. So also Mm. time of the year matters. So if you were to Mm. quote, for example, Christmas time, and you say, these are five ways that you can beat the, the Christmas rush to make some extra cash. Yes. That helps as well. Right. So timing is also everything when it comes to content and articles as well so that actually helps as well for in in my case that actually helps as well now I haven't I've been very naughty I have not been writing (laughs) articles I've been too busy being featured all over the world so I have not I've not but I intend to start back um because I do know that it works for me articles work for me yeah yeah. So, I mean, so everybody's experience is different. I mean, articles work. It's just that I, I want them to be like insane work, you know, but at the same time, the, <laughs> no, I really want them to go really far, but at the same time, think about it like this, right? With LinkedIn, your regular posts tend to disappear down your timeline, but your articles tend to have a long shelf life Yeah, they because do. people can go and find them way easier than they could find a post that you put up four months ago. But like, I'm not kidding. I think this week I got a notification that somebody either comment, commented or liked on an article, commented commented on or liked an article that I wrote. And when I checked it, I wrote the article six months ago. And right? I think that's because the article belongs to LinkedIn in a sense, right? Because it's not like you wrote it on another platform and then you share the link. You wrote the, the, you wrote the, the article on the LinkedIn platform. So in a sense, it's LinkedIn's job to share valuable content to people that would be interested. And they will always want people to continue to be on LinkedIn. So they will always highlight the valuable content that belongs to the platform. So I think that is why, because that happens to me as well. Sometimes months later, I would Mm. get a notification and I, and you know, it would be to the top of the page where people would say, oh, I, I read this, it was so good, blah, 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 blah. And I really haven't written the thing since about four months ago, as you said, right? Yeah. So I think it's because it, it belongs, and I'm using that term very loosely, it belongs to LinkedIn. They want to show that the people that are contributing to their platform is contributing valuable information. So they will, it is in their best interest to show that. Yeah, well, that, that's a good point too. And I know it's so interesting that you talk about the, the content belonging to LinkedIn. So one of the things I do with now, call me anal, call me anal if you want, that's you. But I'm saying that I publish my articles on my website first before I put them onto LinkedIn. So whether it's on a blog piece or in a, in a magazine. And, and then I would say um, this article or appeared so-and-so first or originally appeared on, and I put my website. I, I, that's what I that do. Is the that best is what to do I it. do to protect, to protect. So guys, if you're writing articles, I think it's best that you publish them on your own platforms first, on your website, right? Or what I have, well, I have the magazine personality. So sometimes I write articles for personality. So I publish it in my magazine first 
or on the website first and then LinkedIn can get a copy if they want. If they want. If but I feel you generous. always have to say where the article was written before because strange enough, yes. you can be charged with plagiarism even though it's your own, <laughs> own information, right? It's very yeah. stupid. It's very stupid people, right? So you have yeah. to say, if you do that, which is the best way to do it actually, right? Because you own your mm-hmm. own content. So once you put it on your personal website or whatever and then you share it on a platform you have to say originally written by or published on whatever and you put the date you have to yes so guys if you're looking to use articles which i suggest you do based on the um based on the stats quoted in this report 70 to 90 percent reach that is great so i would if i were you i would get to writing um, my articles, if writing is something that you're good at, if you're already a blogger, even better, you know, just repurpose that content for LinkedIn, just publish it over there yeah. and build up your following and build up, you know, your thought leadership there. So that really and, and is definitely keep it simple, useful. right? How tools are always the best and easiest because yes. how tools are basically what, you know, how you are literally yes. telling people what you know and, and telling them exactly what to do. So keep it very simple. Even if you're a person that don't like to write, I know there are some people out there, they yeah. hate writing, but having a how-to, a three-step guide, five-step guide, those are easy um, to execute. And you don't, have to yeah, be, yeah, yeah. Um, you don't have to be a marathon runner when it comes to writing. I mean, it doesn't have to be very, very long. A couple of words, put it out there, good to go. Yeah, and I mean, if you are an expert, if you are who you say you are, right? Telling people how to do something shouldn't be that hard. Exactly. It really shouldn't be that. Because you know it. It's not like, you know, you're trying to write a novel. <laughs> you're just telling people things that you, know, you already know. So you definitely want to... How-tos are easy. Or a listicle. If a list of things people can use, say, um, do, or whatever the case may be. That may be easy. That's super easy as well. So those are a couple of you could try with, with regard to the articles and you know really share that share ten thousand a message and write a cool note that people know hey i did this i did this article and i thought you might be interested in reading it based on your profile you know let me know what your thoughts are and that it they hate it or love it or if you have to tag people and that's something that the report also mentions i'll, I'll, and I'll talk about the, the tagging that i talk about you know you want to tag people to let them know that you published it so you might want to tag people in the comments and let them know um, that you did. So guys, get to write it. Articles, <laughs> articles are good. Articles are good. Articles are good. So um, the next type, so I'm just looking now because I have my notes in front of me because I want to give you the correct numbers and stats, right? Mm-hmm. So the next most popular type of LinkedIn posts or LinkedIn content is text plus a document. So a text plus a document really means you writing like a status update or something like that, and then uploading a PDF document, which allows people to scroll through. So sometimes you may see it in the form of a carousel, or sometimes you may see it in the form of a document itself. I myself publish um, Personality Magazine as a document on LinkedIn. So you get to kind of scroll through the pages and you get an opportunity to read the magazine right there on LinkedIn. And I'll tell you why text plus documents 
Now, ultimately, LinkedIn remains a text-dominant platform. Mm-hmm. People stop and they read the status updates. They read, people read the stuff on LinkedIn, right? Especially the status updates. If it's a, a good juicy one where you know you give people a burst of information, they definitely read it. And documents have a tendency to promote what the report refers to as dwell time or DT. They refer to it as DT. And this means essentially the amount of time people dwell or they stay on your profile mm-hmm. looking at a piece of content, reading it and engaging with it. And this actually reads well with the algorithm. Even better if the um, piece of content is good enough to get people to interact or comment. And that is really what you want to do. Comments are rated as high. As a matter of fact, comments are better than shares. Crazy, right? (laughs) This is what the report says. So comments are better than shares. No, Carl, I mean, I really thought, I really thought it would be, and this is why I always say like data could really open your eyes because for somebody to share something, that is not only is it more work, but I just think it takes more commitment for somebody to yeah. actually share something for yeah. them to decide, well, I'm going to, I like this so much. I want other people to know about it. I'm going to share it mm-hmm. too. Right. Um, I think and it is I, something that kind of blew me away. For me, I have to admit, I don't do this one. I, I have to admit, I understand why it works though, because again, the nature yes. of LinkedIn, they're very much into reports and case studies and educating their um their community on a very high level and the mere fact that you're putting together a document means that you're putting together a high level piece of content that they can now share with their Mm -hmm. community and with their people which works in their favor Mm -hmm. because that's the image that they're always trying to uphold but guys i have to tell you i don't usually i see jamila she does it all the time i know with the magazine but also in general i have seen the reports that she shared and it's very good very simple but very good it's not something that i mm. do so i can't speak to it but i understand why it would rank so highly on that on linkedin i, I can understand that yeah 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 and because i mean and when you really think about it right um you can really turn anything into a document it, yeah, it's, yeah. you just literally have to save it as a pdf and the page is published really nice and easy for you to scroll through so even if it's like a series of images even if it's a carousel that you took for for, for a carousel that you made that you would normally post to your instagram profile and you know you may have done it in canva you, you want to save it as a pdf instead do that and let's put it on linkedin yeah. you know that actually really does help a lot so um the text plus document posts really do encourage dwell time so you want people to dt on you want people to have dt on your profile you know you want them to spend time with you you know quality time that is the that's the essence of relationship really when people get to know you they spend time with you and that's what you want that's what you want from um, the people on your profile that's what they want so um Try to think about, again, it comes back down to the type of content that you produce, right? So Carla, you mentioned how-to content for articles really works well. Um, easy, the same type of content actually works for um, documents, but your documents will allow you to get away with a little bit more. So mm-hmm. a report, you know, which would be something people would spend a lot of time looking, especially if the report provides them with data like this. Same report here, we're actually looking through here um but the magazine that also helps some people get a chance to read 
stories or people get a chance to read um, tips or tricks that really does mm-hmm. help them a lot. You know, that is really, really super useful. Carla, do you know anybody who does that really, really well? Um, like, like tips or tricks? I can't say offhand. I mean, I see a lot of them going around, but I can't say um, you're the only one that comes to mind, to be honest. <laughs> you're the only she's one not that comes to I'm not, I'm not biased at all. But you're the only one that really comes to mind because um, I... I re- I rarely see those types in my network. I rarely see those types of posts. Rarely, I will see right. multiple images, but it will not come up as a PDF, right? Even right. I would post multiple images. So sometimes when I'm featured in a particular publication and it's like two or three pages, instead of saving it as a PDF, I just upload three pictures. But it it doesn't two come pictures. across as smoothly and as as well laid out as a pdf document which is something that i have to now get used to and i would hope you guys get used to as well because a lot of people do the same thing i do you just save it as a jpeg put three pictures up four pictures up whatever and it comes over it it, it's not laid out as nicely as let's say a facebook would lay it out it's not laid out as nicely so um Again, it's not something that I could speak to. I do see a few people using it. I would assume the how-to will always work as well. So maybe tip number one, tip number two, as you go across. Because the good thing about content is it could be repurposed a million different ways. Same content a million different ways. And different types of content attract different types of people. So if they're not going to read the article, bet your bottom dollar they will swipe because it just seems easier and quicker. Right, so it's definitely something you guys should get. I will get used to it for 2021, I'll tell you that. And you guys should get used to it as well. Oh yeah, for sure, for (laughs) sure. So try starting those text and doc posts. Mm -hmm. So the next time, instead of saving a picture, save it as a PDF Mm -hmm. and see how much, you know, how much data and it just looks sleeker as well. So uh, it's also aesthetically is also more pleasing as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so that really actually helps. Yeah. So the next type of content now, the next type of content actually did surprise me. And I'll tell you why once I tell you what it is. So the next type of content that works well on LinkedIn, according to this report, is actually YouTube videos. So sending people to YouTube videos has a 30 to 55% reach in your network. Uh, the algorithm does not sump it down to the ground. You know, you still have an opportunity to reach 30 to 55% of your network, which is kind of crazy because I know LinkedIn, well, according to the gurus and even this report, posting links yeah. um, to LinkedIn or links to external sites tend to get, you know, those posts tend to get sidelined. So it was crazy to see this in this report. But Carla, I know you said, you told me you have done um, YouTube videos before. So what has that experience been like for you? I believe it works for me. I mean, I heard the same reports that you've heard, you know, when you post external links, yes. they're not likely to be seen. Um, I actually heard that someone said that link, LinkedIn actually suppresses those posts. But for me, it has been the opposite. Once I share a YouTube link, uh, um, I don't know why though. I don't know if it's because they assume it's high level content. Um, I've, never, I've never seen anyone share a YouTube video that was not high level content. But for me, those things have a lot of reach. I get a lot of comments, a lot of likes, a lot of shares. 
from my um, posting of YouTube links. Also, um, with, with LinkedIn, you can only upload a video that is 10 minutes or less, right? If it's, so if it's more than 10 minutes, I believe they, um, it, it just, it, they just won't upload it. So I think- Yeah, they won't allow it. Yeah, so I think with, too with, link, with YouTube, you can share interviews, reports, data, whatever you can, that would be more than 10 minutes long. And I think they probably appreciate the fact that, you know, you will be sharing high level content, but it will be more than they could, well, I guess more than they, their capacity to upload. I, I don't know if that's the reason, but for me, for sure, um, posting of YouTube videos, it works for me. Uh, an interesting thing about that is, is that according to the report, um, well, as you just said, maximum 10 minutes, 10 minutes after that the platform just does not allow your video to be uploaded you know but it talked about a 45 percent drop-off rate after the first one to three minutes as being watched right but you know what i i find is interesting is that if there's a meaty piece of content people tend to follow it off of yeah. linkedin onto youtube if it's uh because naturally you can't you can only get so much meat in 10 minutes but if it's a 20 minute video or 30 minute video even because i watch 20, 10, 30 minute videos all the time on LinkedIn, all the time on YouTube, sorry. Uh, but, but funny enough, some people just don't watch it on LinkedIn. So it's almost as though you have to take them off the platform in order for them to sit and really look at a video for longer than 10 minutes because mm -hmm. we've been so trained to only process a certain amount of content on the platform. Anything longer than that is like, well, quite apart from LinkedIn not allowing it, more than likely people are not going to watch it anyway because that is what not that is not what LinkedIn is about. LinkedIn is short and punchy and easy. So I, I suppose I can understand why people will follow the link off of LinkedIn. Uh, and who knows, perhaps why LinkedIn sees that it makes sense not to um, suppress or to give an opportunity to these types of videos because their platform can't do it anyway. No. They don't allow people to do anything more than 10 minutes long. No. You know what I mean? So... But I think if you're uh, going so if you live, have a YouTube channel, I think if you're going live mm -hmm. though, because live is, is relatively new, um, they allow you to go more yes. than 10 minutes, but not everyone can go live. Yes. So maybe that is the thinking yes. behind YouTube, you know, um, these people that go live, we can go live for half an hour, hour, whatever. Um, but people who can't go live, but want to share valuable content, 10 minutes is not enough. So maybe it's, maybe yes. it's just an allowance for lack of a better term um yes. so that people who can't go live can share valuable content that is more than 10 minutes long and who knows i mean these things change from time to time when going live becomes mainstream maybe that stat will no longer be um relevant you know because not everyone will be able to go live no, and that's really true because these things change all the all time. The time. These, these stats change all the time. Um, so for, for example, interesting, as, you talk, as we are talking about, about video, you know, one of, the stats, the, one of the stats the report also mentions is that there had been a slight drop off in terms of engagement with video in 2019. And they saw, it, they saw that trend kind of pick back up in 2020. So it really kind of fluctuates all the time and sometimes honestly it's really hard to track what linkedin wants yeah <laughs> i'm not going to lie it's kind of hard to track from an algorithm 
point of view what they want, but what they will always want is good content. And regardless of what algorithm change comes, as long as your content is quality, you are already ahead of the pack. Oh. Some people don't even know how to create something fell, guys. Um, somebody, some people don't even know how to create a quality piece of content. They don't know where to start. Uh, today I sat and I put together um, a document that I'm working on for my coaching clients and I, sh- I actually shared it with my brother and he said, you're giving this to people? This is so much information. <laughs> and I said, it's not, it's, it's, only, it's only so much because you haven't actually sat and organized this information in your head. But once you understand how to use this model, you would say, thank God, so I don't have to do any thinking for myself, right? Because it really does take um, something can to put together a piece of valuable content. But as long as you do that, you're already ahead of the curve, my friends. You're already ahead of the curve. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you're in a good place with that. So, um, so that's video, right? Uh-huh. That's a video. And um, the final, what rounding out the top four in terms of the types of content, the last one is text, the good old text and picture, or my favorite text yeah. and a GIF, or is it GIF? I don't know. Who knows? But Who knows? I know, I right? Don't know. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> but that's my favorite. I don't yeah. post text without a picture. I, I do not. Yeah. I feel like it's not seen. I feel like people don't don't notice it. I feel like people just pass over it. But once I put a picture, an image, a GIF, whatever it is, GIF, whatever, yeah. right? People stop, they watch, they comment, they like, they share, they engage, they love, whatever it is. Because now there's so many different emotions with LinkedIn. You can more yeah. than like now. You know, I love... Uh, I think I posted a comment recently where, you know, a lot of people who use stock images, you know, you should you post pictures of yourself as well. Those images do really well, much better than stock images. If you put stock images all the time, it's not, it's, it's, you're not going to get the same results as if you put yeah. behind the scenes pictures, you know, even if you don't think you're looking the best, but your content kind of relates to <laughs> the image. I feel like that is the best way and consistently posting that for me, at least I've seen massive, massive increase in engagement. Massive. Yeah. I mean, I love me. I love me. uh, I'm going to call them gifts. I love me a gift. You know, I, I just think that's too much pizzazz and personality. I love those. I love those. (laughs) Still pictures are cool, but gifts are like, and you, you know, the, the thing about a gift is that, because it's because it normally is derived from pop culture most people get the reference it doesn't even have to be you you know when most people get the references which is like priceless i i I can't really tell you how valuable i find that to be and interesting that you you talked just now about so many emotions being on on linkedin do you know that the support reaction gets your, your posts more eyes than any other uh, reaction oh. and the funny thing is that I think it's one of the least used ones one of the least used ones a lot of people I know for sure my two favorite are celebration with the clapping hands and the hearts to say I love I love the pose but you know that support with like that hand with that heart people hardly use that one yeah but I don't think they know though because I didn't know I don't think people know they just they just click they like or they love <laughs> or whatever it is 
it's like you know yeah oh, this like support is so i don't know i don't know yeah the, the emoji is kind of like yeah this kind of strange to, to express to i must admit and i think linkedin multiple emotions is new for people to, to wrap their minds around right similar to yeah. hashtags on linkedin right it's kind of hard to wrap your minds around hashtag because hashtag is instagram right multiple emotions yes. is facebook <laughs> so it's, it's hard to wrap your mind around <laughs> okay no we need to use these things on linkedin because it gives you know credibility it gives support it gives it increases engagement it's so it's a learning curve for all of us even stories right yes in our stories it's a learning curve for all of us right and i swore when linkedin brought stories i swore it's like i'm never going to use stories on linkedin all the <laughs> platforms are the same i'm never going to use it guess yes. what first person as soon as they got it guess who's yes yeah yes that was like me too and i was showing yeah. off on all the people who didn't have it at the time <laughs> yes no for real no for real oh. no and they got those they got the stories and i don't and that's something else so as we as we talk about linkedin and we talk about so you mentioned hashtags because that's something that's underutilized according to report as well um, some people don't really know how to use it so the sweet spot really is to have between three and nine hashtags so anything less than three and anything more than 10 um really puts you at a disadvantage in terms of reach right so you don't want to have too many and you don't want to have too little you want to give yourself a chance to be able to get um seen and be visible so the use of hashtags is one um employing and thinking about thinking about your posts or thinking about your content from the point of view of people dwelling and reading um you mentioned something else just now stories Sorry. so stories is something else that is relatively new and again people are underutilizing it but use your stories let people know who you are i know stories is a bit limited especially if you are a stories user on instagram linkedin stories is basic we know it is very basic and as a matter of fact my stories at this point, all of my stories come out sideways. It drives me absolutely nuts, <laughs> right? So, so that's like, I haven't been using my stories because all of my videos come out on the side and I've made a complaint to LinkedIn and they were like, well, they have an issue and they know. So right now my case has been open for the last few months or however long I got stories because they know this is a problem and they are working on fixing it because I'm not the only person that apparently has all their stories on the side, which is crazy right but um but you really want to be able to use those things use all parts of your profile um okay what you think about because honestly i was having a conversation with somebody recently and i was saying that the only platforms have become really the same and it yeah. really is a little disappointing that everybody wants to run stories and everybody wants to run polls and everybody it's just there's nothing special i mean linkedin still remains a little bit special and that's a nice part and that's simply because of the community that is there and um what the expectation is in terms of the interaction the culture is what makes linkedin unique now not necessarily features what you think i have a serious problem with all platforms being all things to everyone yes you hear a lot of people complain that LinkedIn is getting a little bit like Facebook in terms of not just the features, but the types of content that people post. It's not LinkedIn worthy. 
it's more Facebook or Instagram worthy, you know, like for like and those types of things. And I, I do see where that is coming from. Mm. I think it's up to the individual to use the platform the way it's supposed to. Because at the end of the day, you are there to serve your people. And if mm-hmm. your people are on the platform and they're using it in a particular way, then you have to use it in that way to get in front of them, regardless of your emotions or what you think or what you feel, right? So I understand it's annoying to me. It really is. I, I, I don't even use Facebook stories. I forget Facebook has stories. I do. I, I forget all the time. I, I forget WhatsApp has stories. I yes. Wow. Yeah, I don't even remember that, that they have whatever you call it, updates. I don't know what you call it, right? I forget. <laughs> but then at the same time, it's okay for me to forget because my people are not there. My people are not yes. on, on, on those stories. And maybe time yes. will tell, my, my people may not be on LinkedIn stories. So... If they're not, yeah. then that that feature is not going to bother me. Whether it's there, it's not there. It wouldn't. So my whole thing is test it out. It's there. It may yeah. not be hell out of you, but test it out and see. And that might be the very thing that may attract your people. Or it may show you, well, you know, this is a waste of my time. My people are not seeing it anyway. And you just stop using it. Yeah, no, for real. And that's that's good advice. So test it out. And if it's not for you, because of course everything will not be for you. You, you are not salt, you can't be in everything, right? <laughs> so <laughs> you no, know, I mean you can't try to add flavor to every single thing. You are not salt. So you know you have to know where you fit in and where your people are, which is the most important thing. And if you are again, if you're building those business relationships and you're really looking for those collabs. LinkedIn really is a great place for you to be and anybody could really make an impact if you are there. But the important thing is to understand how the how the system works, understand how the algorithm works, not to get overwhelmed by it, but just to understand that when you are producing your content, how do you optimize your presence there, right? Because regardless of, regardless of when and how you post, if you post something of value, people will pay attention. Um, but it always is a good, right? A good practice, you know, best practice, as they say, if you take advantage of understanding what types of content do well, um, understanding what types of content encourage community and encourage gathering and dwelling and encourage following and, you know, encourage sharing and liking and commenting. So it's always good for you to understand those small things because those small things could like take you over the edge right yeah. take you over the edge much faster than relying on the organic um, methods only but make no mistake if your content is valuable people will pay attention make yeah. no mistake yeah yeah and i think the main so, thing to, the main thing to take away also is to just be consistent i mean you can't yes. just post this today and then next week right? LinkedIn, like any other social media platform, thrives on consistency. Your people yes. see that you are there, that you care, that you have what they need. And the only way to do that is to show up. Absolutely. Show up. And to show up for your peeps, make sure that you're there. Don't be a fair weather friend. Don't yeah. be that fair weather um, expert that you only show up when, or when things are good or when you want to. You know, consistency really is 
key to unlocking many a door. I've seen, like, let's put it this past year, 2020, I've seen some people who were virtually invisible in January and now, oh my God, they are everywhere. Right? And it's just because they made a decision and they made a commitment to be consistent and to show up every single day. So um, you do that too. And this, this year, exciting, we're in a new month and um, you already have the opportunity to blast off almost like a rocket ship. Once you have put your plans in place and I know planning, because I went on the winter planning exercise and trust me, it was a lot. I, and I realized to myself, I was really, really in Mickey Mouse land when I was thinking about planning prior to um, planning for 2021. Uh, so plan plan what you want to do, take your time with it and execute one day at a time. So final thoughts are quality content will always win over everything else. Remember the top four types, and these are articles, a text post with documents, YouTube, video links, and a text post with pictures. So that's, so I recommend that you start, you get started with LinkedIn, start engaging, start getting, start producing, start being a creator and a contributor. That will massively change your position. It will change your um, level, the level of respect and engagement people have for the things that you say. And it will also help you boost your confidence and be more engaged with the people on the platform. What say you, Carla, any final thoughts before we bid these people adieu? <laughs> I think you kind of covered everything. We spoke about consistency. We talked about the type of content. We talked about repurposing old content. Don't think because you've done it already that you don't need to do it again. Half the time, the content that you put out before, um, a lot of people did not engage with it because it maybe was presented in the wrong format. You know, yes. you put it in a different format. And a lot of times you always get new connections, new eyes, new ears. And they have not seen the old things that you've put out before. So there's nothing wrong in repurposing and putting it back out there. That's going to help you as well redefine, well, I shouldn't say redefine, but refine your messaging and um, give you the confidence you need to really show up. So make that your 2021 mantra. Show up however, whenever, as often as possible. Yeah, baby. That's what we do around here. That's what we are doing right now. <laughs> yes. Uh, after our season one. So we're back and we're showing up for you guys. And we will be here as usual every Wednesday, dropping a new episode. And again, you have so much to look forward to. We are excited to drop the new yeah. episodes and to have the amazing discussions with amazing people people and of course with each other the original amazing ladies so <laughs> you can continue to benefit from the conversation oh, all right guys so on mm -hmm. facebook now guys so the conversation does not end here we can take it over to our facebook page and you can you know drop some questions queries comments say how you felt about um this episode if there's anything you want to add you know we are always here for our people so don't forget yes so the Facebook page is yeah, Shut Up and Listen podcast, right? Yes, Shut Up and Listen the podcast. It's kind of long. All right, okay, great. So the, so just search for us, like us, and follow us, and give us the good vibes. Okay, guys? So thanks again for uh, listening to this episode, and we look forward to seeing you in the next one. Okay. And don't forget to shut up and, and listen. listen.
Ciao, bye. You have just been enlightened and entertained by Jamila Bannister and Carla Johnson on the Shut Up and Listen podcast. We expect that you will be listening next week. To keep up with us while you wait, connect with me, Jamila, on social media by searching J Bannister Branding on Facebook, JB Branding on Instagram, or Jamila Bannister on LinkedIn. To keep up with Carla, search for Carly Media on Facebook and Instagram or Carla Williams-Johnson on LinkedIn.